College pre-med students who decide to try and become superheroes. Uh, yeah. Obviously, we're going to read a book like that. Vicious by V.E. Schwab follows the story of Victor Vale and Eli Ever, who are college roommates and pre-med students and at the top of their class. And for Eli's senior thesis project, they try and become superheroes. Now, the book is way more interesting than I'm making it sound because it follows like their story with that and the fallout with that and all that stuff, but I really don't want to spoil it. So just know they're regular students and they try and become superheroes and it's amazing. And V.E. Schwab's writing is also amazing. Like I didn't have like low expectations or anything. I was just like, oh, like it's going to be an interesting story. But I was like very pleasantly surprised by how much I liked her writing. I don't know why, but I was just like not expecting to like it as much as I did. And I really like her writing. So it's a great book and y'all should go read it. And I do have to say shout out to Kat who I've shouted her out multiple times on this podcast before for making me read books but this was another one where she made me read it and i'm very grateful i did because i love it and it's amazing books tv music and movies all things that make a big impact on everyone i'm constantly gushing about my latest read to anyone who will listen so i figured i'd turn my rambling into something coherent that people will actually listen to which means no tuning out halfway through i am maya gauche and this is my take always with a book we're going to start with a little bit on the writing now like I said in the intro the writing is amazing and I don't even know how to describe it but V.E. Schwab can really write a novel and just like I don't know read the book and you'll understand but it's like her writing is really good and the story isn't linear so we flip between the past and like 10 years ago when Victor and Eli are college and the present um, when they're like off being superheroes and stuff and we are always told like what time it is and where it is when we're flipping perspectives right so like every chapter it'll be like oh 10 years ago at Lockland University or like tonight at like this hotel or whatever and so I really appreciate that and it helps you keep the story in perspective and stuff and like remember what's going on and We also are always left on a cliffhanger, so like we'll be doing something in the past and like at Lockland and we'll be left on a cliffhanger and then jump to the present and so you always like want to know what's going on and like what the answer to the cliffhanger you got left on is but then you get invested in like the present and then you're left on another cliffhanger and then you find out the answer to the first cliffhanger but you're really going for the second cliffhanger and then you pick up a third like it just you always want to know what's going on in this book so you read it pretty quickly and it's not that long either so like you can really just go through it in like a couple days and it's great and it also is in third person omniscient so we see everybody's perspectives which really just made me hate Eli more and love Victor more but it's nice that we got to see like everybody's perspective of the situation and it wasn't just like one person 
But yeah, in general, the writing is amazing and great and we love it. So now we're moving on to talk about the characters, starting with Victor, who is a fave. Like, okay, I did kind of feel bad for him when he was in college because he was so in love with Angie and she was with Eli and Eli didn't entirely care about her. And he was, like, weirdly possessive of Eli and felt like he always had to keep Eli's attention and stuff and was, like, competing with Angie for Eli. And, like, just everything that happened in college, I felt so bad because he tried to become an EO with the sleeping pills and it didn't work and then it made him feel left out and Eli was like, oh, well, you had your turn. Why are you going to try again? Like, you know, it worked on Eli, but, like, we're not going to try with Victor because he's still recovering from his sleeping pills and the trauma of that and stuff. And so it's, like, I felt bad because he really, really wanted to do it, and it was, like, low-key his idea to try it and stuff. And it was, like, I just, I felt bad that he kept, like, getting shit thrown at him. And then, like, with Angie and stuff, because... I felt bad that he killed Angie because it was so an accident and then Eli like royally fucked him over by turning him into the cops and shooting at him and like I just I hate Eli so much and so I hate everything that he did and put Victor through in I mean in the whole book but mostly in Lachlan because Victor is a bad bitch in the present and so yeah there was like a lot of emotions in Lachlan Victor because I was like my poor baby Victor, but also I love you and I want the best for you. And yeah, but in the present, Victor, amazing, beautiful. We love him. Not that we didn't love him in Lachlan, but like it's a whole nother level of love because he is like Sydney's dad and their dynamic is so adorable. And I love that he's like taking care of her and Victor always had a plan and was able to pull shit off and I kept thinking like this is never gonna work what the hell is Victor thinking but it always worked out and like he is so badass too like the note that he leaves Eli and it's just a stick figure drawing of him and Sydney and he's all I made a friend and then he like digs up Barry and just like leaves him there overnight to make his point clear and is like look like don't fuck with me because we brought you back from the dead. We can keep you dead. You need to work with us. And, like, he picks up Officer Dane's phone when Eli calls, and it was like, oh, sorry, you just missed him. Like, all of the stuff that he does, I just, I love it. And it always made me smile. I was like, yes, Victor, you go be this, like, badass person and, like, fuck with Eli. And it was just, it was great. And also, I forgot to mention, when he gets Mitch to hack into the database and leave the note about himself being like the EO or whatever and to meet him and then every other box was just midnight, 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 midnight. Like it just, everything Victor did, I loved, you know? Like I loved him blacking out his parents' books and I love the end. Like, Okay, I didn't love the end when I thought Victor died. I don't know why, but my brain was like, Victor cannot die. What the hell? Like, I just didn't remember that Sydney would just obviously bring him back from the dead. So I was a little bit freaking out that Victor died. But then we love when Sydney dug him up and it just ended with like, and Victor smiled. Like, I just, I loved that. It was such a nice ending. And then like, Eli was going to prison where he belonged and... 
Victor, Sydney, and Mitch could be this little family and stuff. And it was just, it was great. I love Victor. I love, love, love Victor. He's great. Now, moving on to Mitch, who we love also. I love that he is this, like, giant-ass dude, and so everybody automatically assumes he's, like, the dumb jock stereotype, and he's actually, like, hella smart and does all the hacking and stuff, and, like, one would think, looking at the two of them, Eli, not Eli, Victor would be the hacker, but it's Mitch, and I love that for him. And I love his obsession with chocolate milk because it's so random, but, like, also, chocolate milk really is good. So, like, I feel Mitch on that one, you know? And I do hate that he kept going to prison for other people's shit. Like, so much so that he then committed his own crimes because it would just be a matter of time. But we appreciate that he went to prison because in prison he met Victor. And so, like, we don't like that he kept going to prison, but we like that him and Victor became a team. Because I love them working together. They're so cute together. It's it's great. And so, all of this love for Mitch meant I was fucking pissed when we thought Eli killed him. Like, I honestly didn't even care that Sydney could have revived him or whatever. I just, I thought he was dead. I thought he was gone. And I thought that was it. And I was freaking out. Um, So, I was very happy that he had a bulletproof vest and he survived. Um, and on that note, I just have to say, if I had to take a shot every time I genuinely believe somebody died because I forgot Sydney existed, I would be so drunk because every time it gets me, I don't know why. Like, I consciously know Sydney is a thing and that she can revive people from the dead, but I also, like, always forget that and get so caught up in the story that I'm like, holy shit, no, Mitch is dead. Like, I don't know why, but it just keeps happening to me. So, yeah, I was very happy he wasn't dead. And I love how Mitch, like, takes care of Sydney. And, like, between him and Victor, Sydney has two, like, loving parents. And it's just, like I said, their dynamic as the three of them is so cute. And I'm kind of scared for the sequel because I'm a little scared that that dynamic is going to get messed with. But I love them. And right now, I haven't read the sequel. I'm just living and happy I've only read Vicious Land. Um, I am going to mention really quickly Dominic, who honestly, the only reason I'm mentioning him is because his whole shadow travel thing is really cool. And I'm calling it shadow travel because that's what I think of. Like, if you've read the Heroes of Olympus books, you know, like, Nico's shadow travel. It's what I think of. And I think his power is really cool and out of everybody's power I think I would take his because even though you have to like do all the physical walking and it like tires you out it's like kind of the closest thing you get to like teleportation because I mean it doesn't actually take any time for everybody else and it like just takes time for you which is pretty cool and also like if you're running late hey just like start walking in the shadows and by the time you get there it'll felt like you're late but you're not you know like his power is really cool and that's all I wanted to talk about him now moving on to Sydney who I love and adore she is so cute but also so deadly and it's like well not deadly because she raises the dead so the opposite of deadly anyways I love Sydney and I love that she and Dole are just like best pals and Dole was also kind of one of my favorites, and 
again, Dole died multiple times, and I did not like it. And if he dies again in Vengeful, I'm going to scream because Dole is pure and innocent and never did anything wrong. And him and Sydney need to stick together because Dole is a good boy and we love him. And like I've said multiple times, we love that she just goes with Victor and Mitch and become this little family and Victor is now her dad and Mitch is also now her dad and we love it. And okay, Sydney's backstory kinda really sucks, but I'm gonna talk more about it in Serena's part because it's just gonna be a major rant about how much I hate Serena. And honestly, Eli should not have shot her. So fuck Eli for shooting Sydney because we love Sydney. And I hated when Serena found her at the end of the book. I was so scared because I was like, Serena has like charm speak and like anything that she says, Sydney will have to do. And like, this is going to go down and like, you know, Serena is going to make her shoot herself. Like I was very, 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 very scared. Um, but I was so happy when she let Sydney go and realized that Sydney was better off being an EO and I love that when she said go somewhere safe Sydney just ran to Victor because that's what's been safe and I love that but I am kind of scared because in the last little bit of Vicious she was like I'm gonna find out why Eli killed Serena because I don't understand why he would do that and Victor is the one who killed Serena. And so I'm kind of scared that that's foreshadowing some, like, not happy things for the relationship between Victor and Sydney. And I don't want that to happen because I love them. And they need to, like, stay this happy little family that they are. And it's, it's, it's not, it's not fair. It really, I don't want that to happen. And I'm very scared that it will. So. Yeah, I do love Sydney though, and I know whatever she does in the next book, I'm gonna love her still, even if there's issues, trouble in paradise, but we love Sydney, it's fine. Anyways, I'm moving on to Serena, who like, fuck her, because first of all, you're taking your little sister out onto a frozen lake in March, which like, even I know that like, that's probably not the safest idea, and you're, like, living in an area where it snows. I live in California. I don't see the snow, but I, you know, have the knowledge to think, oh, maybe don't take your sister out onto a frozen, like, in March when things start thawing out, but she does it anyways, and then they almost drown, and when they realize that they have powers, Serena just up and ditches Sydney to only then lead her into a trap where she's supposed to be executed. Like, Big Sister of the Fucking Year Award goes to Serena because she's just so great and amazing and protective of Sydney. And I just, I can't. I, like, I really, really, really hated Serena. Like, I hated Eli more for other reasons, but, like, right behind Eli, I hated Serena. And her and Eli dating was so, like, weird and twisted. And, like, it would have been cute had they not been who they are but because they are who they are their whole like backstory and the way they started dating was like just twisted and i really couldn't get past how much i hated both of them and so i hated that they teamed up together and like 
I hate that she charm spoke the cops into getting on EY's side. And, like, she had two good moments in this book. Uh, her second best moment was when she let Sydney go to find Victor. And then her best moment was when she died. Because I hated her and I hated her, like, charm speaking powers. And I was very glad she was gone. Even if it causes problems for Sydney and Victor, I hope she stays dead. I swear to God, if she gets resurrected, I am going to scream. I don't want her back. I don't need her back. She doesn't need to be back. Like, no. She needs to stay gone. Oh, also, another great moment was when she told Mitch to pull the trigger and Mitch had taken the bullets out of the gun. Again, very scared that Mitch was going to die, but outsmarting me, Mitch survived, which we love. And even though that's not a great, like, Serena moment. It's a great Mitch moment. I'm mentioning it here because I forgot to mention it when I was talking about Mitch. Um, and finally, we are going to talk about Eli, which like, fuck him. From the bottom of my heart, fuck him. I hated him mostly because he's so anti-Victor and like, obviously he's Victor's antagonist or whatever. And so I didn't like him for that. But also, I hated his whole holier-than-thou complex. I, like, he justifies all of his killings by saying that God made him something different, and so he's here to kill all the other EOs because it's God's mission for him, and da-da-da-da-da. And, like, don't get me wrong. I am not trying to bash religion, right? Just because I don't, like, subscribe to a religion doesn't mean... I can't see religion from other people's perspectives and like understand that some people need religion and I'm not trying to bash religion. I'm trying to bash religion when people think that it gives them a superiority complex and they can use their religion to negatively impact or kill other people in like the name of God or whatever. Like that's what I'm bashing, right? And Eli totally does that. And he's like, oh, you know, because God made me indestructible and stuff. And like every time I cut myself, like, everything grows back and I'm saved and like because I'm different I'm special and that's why I get to kill all these people and like he calls them removals too because he can't even face the fucking truth that what he's doing is being a psycho and murdering people and like he claims he didn't mean to kill the janitor he's like I didn't mean to look at his work schedule and figure out when his shift was over I didn't mean to get in my car when I knew he'd be walking home I didn't mean to speed up when I saw him crossing the street it all just kind of happened like no you totally planned that out and murdered this person it's not an accident like fuck you and he killed the professor too I fucking hated that he killed his professor he just shoved him over the banister and was like see ya bitch like no I just I, uh, I hate his complex. I hate it. And I, like, I couldn't, I just, I hated him for it. It, like, was so gross and terrible and horrible. And I, mm, I couldn't, I really, I hated it so much. So, so, so much. And, like, so, I was very happy when the book ended and Eli was thrown in jail where he belonged And everybody was, you know, suddenly not under Serena's power and stuff. And they took him away. And I was very happy because he belongs in jail and he needs to stay there for the rest of his life. So, yeah, those are my feelings on Eli. And those are my feelings on all of the characters. And honestly, to wrap up this book, it 
was so good and amazing and I loved it and I will read Vengeful which is the sequel eventually. The reason I'm holding off is because I've heard that it's just a lot of pain and like the way Vicious wrapped up it could have been a standalone and like I was very happy with how it was all like just condensed into one book and stuff and like I loved Vicious and I don't want to deal with the pain of Vengeful but because I know that Vengeful is out there I'll read it eventually but right now I'm just gonna live in the happy I've only read Vicious world because I mean why not you know and so again I do have to thank Kat for making me read it. Thank you, Kat. I love this book and I'm very happy that I decided to read it and that you forced me to read it. And now I want to read a ton more V.E. Schwab because I love her writing style and I've heard nothing but good things about all of her writing and all of her books. So I'm excited to buy more of her books and read them because I'm sure they will be great and I'm sure they'll make great podcast episodes in the future. So, yeah, I have been Maya Ghosh, and this has been my take on Vicious by V.E. Schwab. Thanks for listening. So, we're kind of a one-woman show here at My Take, so the credits are not going to be very long. This podcast is produced and edited um, by me. I do all of my own social media. The only person I really have to thank is one of my great friends, Paris, who did the music that is in the intro and that you're listening to now. So, thank you, Paris, and thank you all for listening. You can reach me at underscore my take on Twitter and Instagram. And please leave a rate or review wherever you listen to this podcast. That helps a ton. So yeah, thanks for listening.